welcome back to From the Backseat Football Podcast. It's over. It's over. The season's over. It's done. We've dropped points. That's it. City are going to win. That's the intro. We're jumping into it and the rest of the games. It's over. It's over. It's done. Okay. I'm with Jack. As always, Jack, how are you doing? I'm fine, mate. I'm absolutely fine. Liverpool played a minute. Got nothing to play for. I hope we lose so we don't have to be in the Conference League next season. I hope you don't lose, mate. If you throw against Leeds and then make us drop points just for the sake of it, then you guys are bastards. You don't need to ask me how I am because clearly everyone knows. It's over. So we're just going to go into the first game. It's over. I can't say it enough. Guys, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Some would say it was never on, mate. Some would say Uh, A lot would say it's never on. The the word bottle, I haven't been able to go on football Twitter for about two days because the word bottle now is synonymous, isn't it? People have have had these tweets prepared for at least two months waiting for the right moment. Oh, for sure. All Tottenham fans are just waiting to press send for a long time. It's happened again. It's happened again. 20 minutes in, 2-0 up, full time, (laughs) 2-2. It's happened again. The symmetry was crazy. So West Ham 2, Arsenal 2, fair Oh, everyone knows just, what we're talking about. Just in case. About. Just in no. case. Just yeah. In case. So, maybe the first, maybe the second game that I haven't enjoyed talking about Arsenal. Um, this nice one, run. It's been a good run. And the positives, we're going to start with the, the very small positives. We're unbeaten in nine. We're still four points ahead. Cool. Positives over. It's a worry. It's a worry because we play some great football, 2-0 up. And we look great. But then we just can't maintain it for 17 minutes. And... I feel like for the first time we're a bit lost we don't actually have a plan beyond that and it's just weird isn't it like we can see right before half time again dodgy one and then the whole stadium turns and then the rest of the game it's pretty much all West Ham barred maybe the last 15 minutes and it's a real worry it's a real worry obviously Sinchenko was out I thought Sienny played really well in that first half so I wouldn't even say it was down to him missing I think it's I can't put my finger on it I can't put my finger on it it's weird give me your thoughts Jack well I think what's weird is how similar it was to what happened against Liverpool last week as well the structure is basically exactly the same easy 2-0 leads looks like it's going to be about 4-0 and then just stop playing really just just kind of stop playing the normal arse of the way Mm -hmm. even the penalty that Saka got there's weird symmetry between that and Liverpool because He's gone the same way. He's missed, just like Salah last week. There's so much symmetry. It's really, really weird, and I, I don't know what's going on. I feel you know like the scriptwriters got lazy, and they actually just copy and pasted last week's script. For the first time, details. it looks like the pressure has gotten to us massively. You looked rattled. We like looked that. scared. Okay, do you know what? I think there's a few things that might have gone wrong here. First, Arsenal always do that like fast start, don't they? That's kind of like a hallmark of Arsenal now. So you like to come out, you like to try and score a few goals. It's very successful. But seems like after that, you have to drop down quite a few gears potentially. And I wonder if we're seeing the result of that lack of rotation from Arteta across the season. Because we've been talking about it a lot that at some point it might catch up with Arsenal. That you basically just play the same team twice a week. Most oh, I don't think it's that. I don't and City have a small Last squad. season you did collapse as well around a similar time. You're in the top four and you collapsed the fifth. I don't think um, it's fitness related though. I think it's a mentality thing. I think it's the pressure. Get to the business end maybe, of the season and suddenly mm. the pressure's on. I don't think it's a fitness thing because City have a smaller squad. They're in more competitions. They're playing out of their skin right now because they've been here and done this. They're, they're hardened veterans in comparison. So I think it's just, I hate to say it, it's a young squad and I think they are choking a little bit. 
I don't know. It's hard to say, isn't it? Two away draws. I think it's just in the context of City looks so good that the pressure's just really on. They know that they can't yep. drop any points. Anything less than three points is a loss, basically. And Arsenal haven't been it's in that painful. situation maybe once, maybe once or twice over the last 19 years since we last lifted the Premier League. So, yeah, it's just, it is disheartening. I don't... You know what I keep thinking? And this is like fantasy world, but I just feel like if we had Saliba... We've conceded a lot of goals since Saliba got injured in that in that yeah, that's sporting Lisbon tie. It just could have been different. He's been out for a while and Yeah. yeah. But you, you have to look at it another way. You've had such good luck with injuries up until now, basically. And it's all it's all coming at the same time now. There's major pressure. I haven't had like low of luck. I mean Jesus was out for like three months. Yeah, but that was the only injury, really. Tierney yeah. permanently injured you know like most teams have pretty significant injuries across the season and you just had Jesus and then it wasn't really an issue so it was inevitable that at some point there was going to be like a, a reversion to the mean and other players would get injured yeah but it's um, weird right the stark difference between the first 20 minutes I mean the, the first goal was just like a mate it was literally everything Arteta awful. wants awful oh sorry the first West Ham goal I thought we were talking about Oh, no, I'm talking the about the first Arsenal, Arsenal goal. Oh, oh, my goodness, yeah. it was so Vintage. nice. Vintage, and then Odegaard swept it in in that volley. Great cross. I was like, oh, my God. Like, look at what we play. And the penalty. Now, let's talk about the penalty. It was not a penalty because... Which, which penalty? Declan Rice's. Well, not Declan uh, Rice's, but West Ham's first. Because Declan Rice handballs it in the, in the build-up. I don't know how VAR don't spot that. It's weird. Mm, yeah, okay, maybe. But everything else about it was diabolical. Well, it, was, it was so terrible Gabriel kind of fell didn't he and it's just like the slightest the slightest bit of contact I mean he pulled yeah. out he pulled out and his knee doesn't matter just he went to ground he brushes his, his he, yeah, gave, yeah. he gave he gave you know the option he gave them the lifeline and from then on it just we just Thomas looked like Barty, we at gave it. the ball away as well in the middle he yeah. was just rubbish after that he looked shell shocked yeah so it's just a real sloppiness though, so a real I don't really sloppy. understand it do you think Can, Arsenal just thought they were just going to cruise it and win essentially I think from 2-0 up it's almost a curse because yeah it almost felt like they just went into cruise control I mean we have to give full credit to West Ham because they actually gave it a proper fight and they deserved 2-2 maybe at points we even deserved a winner but then I say it was a, a fair outcome by the end of it 2-2 we just seem to have stepped off the gas a little bit compared to the what we've shown our potential can be earlier in the season and we're just not putting teams away like we should be and the, the longest yeah. run goes on I mean we've got City next so Let's yeah, just see. Got, so you've got Southampton next weekend. Okay. And then you've got City after that. So Southampton should be an easy one. Southampton at home as well. So that two quite <laughs> tough away games. Yeah. Should be okay. Get some confidence if you don't back. win that, then it's truly over. Yeah. It's all going to come down to the Etihad. It is. And it's going to be one hell of a game. So I can't wait for that one. Um, but yeah, all in all, it's over. Arsenal fans, put the banners away. Maybe next year. We'll have to just, you know, deal with bloody Champions League from now. Ram, ram, yeah. Ram. Do you know? Do you know what's really sad, right? On a wider point, like I had a look at this. I did. I did a bit of digging, and the most points Arsenal's ever got this season is ninety, and that was mm-hmm. obviously in the infamous two thousand three two thousand and four season. Mm-hmm. So you're on what seventy four now? Yeah, seventy four. Seven games to go. It's very likely that you're going to get ninety ish, right? Feels pretty possible. Out of twenty one games left. If you get another 16 points, you'll have matched your best ever of all time. Your best ever. Oh, I know. And I it know. still won't be enough. It won't even be near. 
to be and honest. that is like such bullshit when you actually think about how far the goalposts have moved now because I, again from a Liverpool perspective I've experienced it we've got like our three highest points totals ever one league title between them and it'll be potentially the same for Arsenal your best ever season in terms of points fucking nothing to show for it I know but that's the breaks isn't it you know Pep's raised the bar the forevermore yeah. he's changed the English game like, it's just crazy it's just actually crazy how consistently yeah. good Man City are and I thought what was interesting is that and we'll, we'll probably move on to City in a minute is that both of the teams both Arsenal and Man City were 2-0 up inside 15 minutes but the difference is that City just kept going got another one and then no, just bollocks. the difference is Man City are playing Leicester at home and we're playing West Ham away it's all down to that mate it's, it's not nothing to do it's nothing to do with Man City mate nothing to do with it's that experience mate Leicester are a hot mess mate. they're a hot mess and yeah no, I understand your point I do think it's valid 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 but I think if we can take from the let's say we get second let's just be pessimistic for a second let's say we can take we take second get back in the Champions League we can build in this season it's not a bottle job don't let the naysayers rewrite it this was never this was never even a possibility pre-season so for anyone to call it a bottle job is just out of their minds so British, why are you saying nah yeah, we'll you bottle it. it I'm sorry that's such, a, that's, nah. that's, such a, that's such a bullshit so you say that's that you bottled the quad last out. year are you saying you bottled the quad last year yeah we did yeah we did 100% you think you bottled it well I wouldn't say we bottled it we just got banged by Real Madrid like we always do but the triple would you, would you say you bottled the league last year then by becoming mm. one point off is that I don't think we, I don't think we were ever ahead in the league though you've been ahead the entire season by quite a lot yeah that is a good point I don't know I mean it's a, it's a great bottle job you know because it comes from jealousy from everyone else I mean let's look at that table where are you <laughs> where are you I mean we've always None got you half there. as many points as you <laughs> I'm not even talking about you like, I mean it's diabolical some of these so supposed big six teams this season so I guess everyone needs someone to point out. But hey ho, let's move on to the fucking Premier League cheat code. They are called Man City. They've won again. I've told you, they beat the hot mess out of Leicester City. There's nothing to shout about. This shouldn't be second, Jack. This is poor from you. This yeah, I just think poor. at I just think at this point we've got to group the two the two title contenders together. Feels weird to not do them because they just roll into each other the narrative now. Yeah. I mean this this was just nailed on, wasn't it? You just knew that Man City were gonna walk this one. There was, oh, wasn't the faintest part of me that I thought Leicester might cause an upset here. No. And I actually think 3-1, I was more surprised that Leicester scored one. And it was only three so, goals to Man City. And they, they could they could have got a second. James Madison had a very they? good chance. But do you know what? Man City just fully stopped playing for the second half. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They, they could have decided they wanted to score more goals if they wanted to. They're just conserving their energy. They basically just went into hibernation for 45 minutes. Well, it's just um, job done, isn't it? It's that professionalism we spoke about previously. It's just... Yeah. yeah. Know, it's game time. management, mate. Game management. It's unbelievable game management. Like, it could have been 6-0. They could, they could have won 6-0. They just chose They really to. pushed it, yeah. Because they've got a big tie coming up against Bayern and they exactly. don't need to. They've got an FA they Cup semi-final to it's, it is It is true. And that's the difference. The masters of managing three goal leads. I mean, they're 3-0 up against Bayern, so probably 0-0 was probably what they're going to go for. Just yeah. shut it down, hit them on the break. Bang easy let's talk about Franz Beckenbauer reincarnate his name is John Stones what is going on <laughs> what is going on mate do you know what I actually love this so much Pep's finally decided to turn John Stones into like Cancelo Mark 2 he's taken all the learnings of converting Cancelo <sighs> into like a Guardiola box midfielder needs to and stop now he's it. like that's too easy 
A fullback's too easy, too similar. I want I want a proper centre back, and I want to convert him into some sort of box to box midfielder. You can just I'm see for it. Guardiola. He's, he's blessed England. Probably standing from his office with a big cigar in his mouth and a glass of wine, just surveying the training ground. And he's like, "Who can I mould next into my life?" Yeah, he always has to have a side project soldier. at all times. Oh, it's he? just insane, isn't it? It's just like he, oh, he's done it with loads of them, though. You know, think Foden, Bernardo Silva. I mean, there's so many more. Sorry, I, that was only name too, but there's yeah. been so well, many I more that he's moulded th- into these players. It looks like Ake's going to be the next one after John Stones. Ake already is. Ake's suddenly yeah. like the best Dutch centre-back in the league. No offence. Ake's playing left-back. He's sometimes playing like left-wing. It's coming. He's <sighs> going to have two inverted centre-backs playing inverted full-backs. Oh, oh, he's changed it's the game. Just... He's changed the game. And... Yeah, John Stones no one has a goal. Hope. That goal was outrageous, John. Stop it, John. Bring that to England. If you can do that for England, I'd be a very happy boy. So, we, need to, we need to mould the entire back line around John Stones and have Harry Maguire nowhere near it. Like the trajectory of those two is like night and day at this point. They're so far away from each other. <laughs> Don't you think, yeah. like, if they were roughly even about two years ago, John Stones is now, like, what? One of the best centre-backs in the world, probably. On oh, Frankfurt. it's too soon. Who even knows? Let him win the Champions League this year and show it in Europe. And then, yeah, we can put him in that mantle. Do you know what I mean? Harry Maguire is, like, solidly League One at this point. Harry Maguire. Let's not talk about Harry Maguire. It's too soon. Let's move on to the robot. The robot with the blonde hair. He... You know what? After after John Stone scored, I I pretty much was ready to turn the the game off because I knew which way it was going to go. And there he was. There you go. A little double inside half an hour. I think is that, is that the record or is it two more for the record I don't even know anymore nah so he's got 47 goals now in all comps which is the same as Salah in his first season 47 oh so. he's, gonna, he's gonna break that isn't he well yes yeah, it's, it's, it's over I mean he's got got plenty of time he has to score one goal in his next what 10 12 games potentially yeah. so he could get 60 goals bro right. 60 goals I mean the way he's going he could get it within like the next four games he's actually just a joke he's a joke guy but you know what? I respect how good he is at goal scoring as well. Like for the second mm-hmm. goal, just one touch, then just dinks him, and you're like, you knew. There was no doubt. He just regularly like picks up. It's just like you know, it's a guarantee. Some players, when they're through on goal, you look at them and you think, oh, they don't look very confident. He's the opposite. He just takes one touch and then just scores with the second touch. He regularly picks up the least amount of touches per game, and it's just he it doesn't bother him. He's not one of those strikers that needs to be involved in the game. He's just like. I'm no. ready at any moment he's ready to score and he does he gets another double and people say tapping merchant tapping merchant you're, you're... mate I want a tapping merchant that could score 60 goals in his first season do you know what I mean yeah, like, exactly. it's such a stupid kind of thing to put at him but you know we're clutching here we're clutching do you think Man City are going to win the league from here I think so I wish they wouldn't but I think mm. they will now I'm I actually want Pep sure. to go Pep's got to go it's just not fair anymore Pep's it got it to is go. kind of ruining the Premier League a little bit if they win it every year. I think everybody who's not like an anti-Arsenal person would probably prefer Arsenal to win just for a bit of variety and just to know that we're not a joke league and a farmers league because we are becoming a bit. And then what's the point of football? If like Bayern win it every year, PSG should win it every year, but they don't because they're stupid. And then it's just basically Real Madrid or Barcelona win every year. And there's just City. There's, there's not really any point. Where, where's football. the next competitive league? What's, you know, listeners, tell us. Is it Bulgaria? 
Was Vesterslav? If you'd listen, bro, tell us. Is that competitive? Can we cover it competitively? I just don't. I bet it's not, you know. I can't see anyone being better than CSK, Sofia. Like, that feels pretty dominant to no. me. No. Is it Luderagets? Luderagets. Ah, Remember them? They might be. They might be up there. Champions so League. There you go. Boys. Yes. From the backseat Bulgaria, coming to your ears soon. One last question on this one. Do you think Dean Smith is going to keep... Leicester up do you think Leicester are going to stay up it's just not looking good because we're about to go on to a result that really really screws know, man. Leicester they really they really are only like two wins away from just being out of it it's hard to say I don't know I don't know how I feel about Dean Smith in general but he was third choice because they wanted Potter and then they wanted Marsh and they got Smith now it doesn't smack of we know what we're doing or this is our man so it's just it just it just doesn't feel good they're not looking good and they're not looking good but this was the worst game it could only get better from here like playing Man City away yeah the games can only get more winnable from here you're not so yeah, it's true I'm probably being a bit harsh here I just hate Leicester because can someone take points of City can just someone do it anyone anyway on to maybe the game of the weekend and my mm-hmm. goodness what a game Tottenham Hotspur 2 Bournemouth 3 whoo well 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 Stiolini's definitely not getting the job I'm telling you that now <laughs> <laughs> Gary O'Neill might be available though <laughs> mate knowing Tottenham they'll end up with Scott Parker let's be real they'll go through eight different candidates and end up with Scott Parker oh it's just so broken at Spurs what is going on they are they're just not at it this season just, they're not at it, but then they're also only three points away from being fourth still. It's just, it's all very confusing. It's a mirage, isn't it? It's a weird one. It is a mirage because Liverpool and Chelsea have been so shit. And normally mm. that would make Tottenham probably seventh, realistically, the way they're playing. But mm. it's yeah. true. It's true. I mean, they're only, I don't know. They just seem to, every time I watch them, they just play rubbish stuff. Sure, they ground out quite a few results under content. I think they had quite a run just after before the World Cup maybe could be wrong but they, they just flatter to deceive they're, they're just a nothing yeah. team in the moment aren't they without Harry Kane they would be nothing he's the only thing keeping them competitive really mm, I'd agree with that I mean it was a good goal from Sun you know what I mean it's nice to see him finding a bit of goal scoring form and you think 1-0 yeah, up you know they take control of the game I mean it's the perfect time to score but no they sat deep uh, I have to give credit to, to Bournemouth anyway Bournemouth played really well on the break to be fair you know they came with a real good game plan and it all came from one man Mr Solanke yeah mate he hasn't scored a lot of goals this season but he does bring a lot to the table he's like he's like a better version of Che Adams for example because he can also score goals sometimes when he gets a chance he's not half bad he's just yeah they've got a really nice team there's, a, mm. there's like a good balance to it and I liked it because they switched up the formation 3-5-2 to match Spurs win backs, pin them back. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, it's just impressive. Gary O'Neill's actually doing some great stuff again because they had a good run, he got the job, they had a massive dip, and now he's kind of turned it around again. Four wins in six. No, it's unbelievable what he's doing, actually. And, like, it's unbelievable. Yeah, just resilience. They look like the only team who actually are ready for a relegation battle. Everyone else looks shocked that they're in it. Like, Leicester, Southampton, Leeds, they all just look resigned to it. Everton just don't understand what's going on. But, like, Bournemouth are up for it. They're the only team that actually are battling, basically. And, yeah, mm. man, they're, they're really, really good. And, like, they've opened up a six-point gap. So they've got the same distance between them and Chelsea and them and the relegation zone now. 
no, it's a fantastic job. And after performances like that, I mean, let's just talk about the winner. It's Utara. That finish, that little faint and finish after the. Mm. I mean, Slanky got a goal and two assists, so he's man of the match. But what a moment! Just an unbelievable finish, man under pressure to get his first Premier League goal. And he also he's a January signing, so if that's the goal, that potentially could keep them up. Yeah, he's yeah. got them two extra points. That is. They did well with Chad because Vina as well. well who's yes, the opener was a true. January signing Very and what have they done they bought pacey counter-attacking wingers to suit their system well 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 look at that what do we mm. want to play like should we buy players that suit that yeah go on then Spurs mm. opposite like, what, <laughs> what was the point of Dan Juma by the way I just what don't the know what was the point of that they were like yeah fuck know. you Everton we're going to get Dan Juma and then what they haven't played him that was his Can't first goal him. yeah it's not so they literally played him once or twice it doesn't make any sense and you cannot I feel like there's a lot more that was going on behind the scenes prior to Conte's departure stuff like that mm-hmm. would just annoy Conte he's like I don't want Dan Juma for fuck's sake you know like, I don't but want then, him you just think this guy's literally on scraps and he's still got more goals than Richarlison this season and he's played probably less than one game Ooh. in terms of collective minutes bringing the heat on old poor Ricky because yeah Richarlison shocker. he's been getting he's been getting by like people have been laughing at Nunes Mudrick various players at different times Richarlison is the biggest flop this season in terms of value for money for a striker slash winger zero Premier League goals it's true it, it is, is hilarious, not spoken about enough it is true nah but you compare that to like yeah anyone even like Anthony Anthony's getting heat he scored a goal so he's immediately better value for money in my mm. book anyway I don't know true no, I don't know. It's 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 weird, isn't it? It's weird. Mm. It's just I feel like because Tottenham are just playing so badly anyway, just people don't want to turn the knife. But I think that's the ultimate disrespect, isn't it? It's like I'm not even going to wind you up because this is this is almost uh, par for the course, really. One final point, and yep. I think contender for the Tyrone Mings Award, if not absolute winner <laughs> of the Tyrone Mings Award this week. That is Davinson Sanchez, who you know prior to this game really hasn't been that popular Spurs fans for a while. And now we know why. Now we know why. <laughs> he was really yeah. bad. <laughs> he was really bad. I always thought he was quite good, but obviously I've just not really been paying attention. Same. I think he was good in his breakout season and everyone was like, yeah, he's pretty good. He looks good. He looks like he's going to be good. He's not good. He was awful. No, the way he got bodied. Yeah. That's shocking. That. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? It's bad. It's the kind of thing that English football fans absolutely despise seeing for their own team. <laughs> Rather could see the goal than see that, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, so. just so funny. Just watching him and just have this shocker, like, to be culpable for the first goal and then literally get the assist for the second one mm. goal. He's just like, bro. And then just, yeah, just the shame of being subbed off after 23 minutes, oh. having just come on. I think he had, like, 16 like minutes. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? That's the end. Big summer we've watched, we've watched the death of his career in England right there, which is actually quite sad. Yeah, I almost feel like it's a confidence thing. You know, like, he comes subbed on, just got no confidence, knows the fans don't aren't his biggest fan, but getting booed off like that, that's, that's a real... It's a really bad place at Tottenham right now. They just need that season to end. But none more than Chelsea Football Club do they need the season to end. <laughs> so let's move on to my favourite game of the weekend. I, I watched this knowing that this is going to happen. I watched this with glee. I was like... What's deserve you're going to cook up for us this time? And oh, didn't he deliver? <laughs> didn't he deliver? Oh, oh my God. Man. Oh, just so good. From the first whistle, Robert Sanchez, the goalie who's back for Jason Still, just teasing, just with the ball at his feet. Like, come on, bro. Come, come 
on Presby, bro. <laughs> it's so good, <laughs> mate. It's such good football. It's just like Presby, bro. He presses it and literally they just pass it straight out. And there's, you know, Matoma and I think Solly Marks on the other side just in acres of space. And suddenly it's like a, a 3v3. Sometimes it was a 4v3. And it happened all game. Poor Frankie. So what we're saying is it was Deserby and the defensive Moss class as usual, just baiting them. Just baiting them in and then going long. He's doing it all season, and you know, I think we have to point this out. Pep Guardiola said that Brighton have the best, um, the best style currently for passing the ball out through the lines and distributing the ball from the back. They are the best at it, and if you look at the stats, you can see they are the best at it as well. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable the football that they're doing at the moment, mate. Unbelievable. Um, honestly, it's it's insane when you think like they are a club who came up, you know, without like significant investment, and now they've become like basically the best the best team pound for pound in the league I'd say mm-hmm. apart from maybe City but no one likes City because they obviously just financially dope the shit nah, out pound for pound keyword there absolutely yeah pound for pound they are the best team maybe in the world in terms of the football they play the money they've spent and just what they're getting in terms of the joy imagine being a Brighton fan right now oh, you must be like every day because I'm enjoying it and I don't support Brighton and they've done the double over Chelsea here and to be honest 2-1 flatters Chelsea I'd say massively oh Jack massively I cannot express to you how much Brighton pulled their pants down and bear in mind right bear in mind right Brighton went 1-0 down to a very dodgy goal against the run of play yeah mm-hmm. that deflected Gallagher strike then they lost Veltman their right back okay no biggie but then they lost is it even Ferguson mm, that absolute yeah, monster that's, that's front who got. he's really good by the way he's fucking brilliant but we'll get on to him so he bring really Welbs on you know two subs one nil down are they bothered they just carry on mate it's unbelievable Pascal Gross at right back oh, Pascal Gross just switching back and guess who comes on the eventual match winner of an oh the goal dude <laughs> yeah the goal was unreal and CISO with his oh, first ever man. goal where did they come from Paraguayan League does anyone can anyone can anybody name one team in the Paraguayan League no nope I don't, he's probably the only Paraguayan player I can name you to mind right now there's only one that I can remember Roque Santa Cruz I mean current Paraguayan players oh oh me exactly you know like what's Tony Bloom cooking what's he doing you know he was there at the bridge and I applaud it he was there just watching watching this murder of Chelsea Football Club and he's the chief instigator do you know what I mean he sent in a Trojan horse with Graham Potter and he's just there watching it all burn away as he's got a better manager, a better left back. It's just outrageous what the guy's doing, isn't it? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's actually crazy because, yeah, oh. so you're like, all right, there's the next 60 mil player. Brilliant. So that's McAllister's replacement or Potomac's replacement done, sorted already. There'll be no drop off. They will just take loads of your money. That player will be worse once they leave Brighton's system as they inevitably are. And then that'll be that. I don't know. I was watching. I mean, I, we're going to talk about McAllister first because he he's such a good player. But again, I don't know if it's the system. But watching they, him. I think they are all better in the system. I think this is the thing that people need to understand as well. When you take them out and you put them in a bad team or a bad system, they will be worse. This is the best they'll be. But, you know what? Right. Fuck it. Right. No, I'm sorry. Right. We have to talk about this man before we move on to the hot mess that is Chelsea Football Club. His name is Moises Caicedo he is he is unbelievable mate he was so good against Chelsea and I think he had 15 duels and he won like maybe 11 or he had like 15 inter- mate the guy was snapping into tackles the guy's basically like N- N'Golo Kante but taller 
you know like oh, some man. of the, some of the oh, it's just the midfield they have now you look at it and you're like I think I think it gets into every team basically Easy. basically it Kaiseido goes to the top yeah you're just looking yeah. at it and you're like that's like 10 years that's 10 years of midfield there locked in this is like Modric and Cruz you know they're just there every season you don't need to worry about them they're just good oh but honestly, getting better all the time this was the real like I'm him kind of performance from, from Caicedo you know like because I think a lot of people were like 70 mil for Caicedo didn't they buy him for like 500,000 this is why he's worth 70 mil it's just mm-hmm. the guy's elite and they bossed him all day and it's you know like he bossed Enzo Flanders who's actually been quite good for Chelsea yeah um yeah, so bad that Enzo actually got subbed off for Kovacic and I don't think that's happened yet so yeah mate I'm just so impressed with Brighton and so Same. with that we move on to a team that I'm so unimpressed with but I'm so happy to see it's so funny Frankie's back <laughs> Bowley's there getting shouted at by fans they're oh, devoid of anything they're just devoid of anything <laughs> and you just know like half the players on the bench are like I don't want to be here I literally don't want to be here yeah, Mason Mount's well, checked out. He's not. He's they've not. Ha- they've had there. to build a bigger bench, mate, just to fit them all in. They're just sitting <laughs> on the floor. Some of them are in the corridor. Some of them are watching at home. It's just a hot mess. It's a hot, expensive it's mess. So bad, isn't it? They're just uh, Frankie. Obviously, isn't going to be the guy. He's not tactical enough, is he? To, what to was the point of Frank Lampard? I don't know. It seems like the brief was to beat Real Madrid and to give themselves the best chance. They brought in Frank Lampard, who. What does what is Frank Lampard? He's not very good at organising defence. He's never won what a tournament trophy. He's not a tournament manager. He's not very tactically adept. So what was the point of it? He's like, a Chelsea what, what, boy, mate. Alright? He yeah, understands like, what it means to play for this no club. There is no one in Chelsea who is a Chelsea boy right now, apart from the people being phased That's out of Chelsea. Why? It's weird, isn't it? Because it's not like until he now can go in them. And like, be like, oh, Mason, I've got you, bro. Let's get back to the good times. No, just get phased out now. No, I know. So you might as well just get a mercenary manager in. Just get, just get Reno back. Just pay him all the money. Just get Reno back. Or even they get Angry Conte like back for the end of the season. Just to go in, and just shake some fucking egos up. They need a big personality, but they also need, yeah, someone to command it. And they know, just need the that season to end, and they need some open heart surgery on that squad. How how rid. is that possible though? Oh, how know, is Jack. that possible? They, they're quoting seventy mil for Mason Mount. It's just like these guys are in la la land, and it's just going so badly. And like they're going to find out in summer that no one wants your shitty players, mate, for the money that you're asking. Like no one's yeah. going to do it. So everyone knows they have to sell now. Everyone knows it. Exactly. 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 So we just wait. You just wait. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, you we'll want take the we'll, fine then, and we'll just pick them up next season. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah. It seemed like a bad idea when they were doing it, and it seems like an awful idea now. And oh, me, I just don't know. It's just I don't know where they're going to pick up points from. They just don't look like they're going to win, bro. Let me read out their their last games of the season: Brentford, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Forest, City, Newcastle. Oh, they genuinely could be dragged into that relegation fight, couldn't they? They actually might not win any more games. Brentford looks the most doable. Is it Brentford at home? Simply Brentford because away? Brentford, mm, I'm not sure. Might be away. I'm not sure though. Can't see it then. Didn't didn't check. So and then Arsenal. They're not going to beat Arsenal. They're not going to beat Newcastle. They're not going to beat Bournemouth realistically. They're not going to beat City. So maybe Forest. Maybe Forest. By the time if they play Forest, home, they'll be they'll yeah. be on on level points. It'll be a, a relegation six pointer, I reckon. Do you think they're in danger of relegation? Nah, they're it's not. not. It's, 
but they have to thank Tommy Tuchel for that for getting nine points before he got sacked because without those nine points goodness me they'd be in the mud yeah if they were on 36 it'd be a different question I think 39 just gets them out but who knows in this crazy season mate this is on par for you know since Abramovich bought the club and brought the status up this will be their worst result in the Premier League for sure this season even that season when Mourinho got sacked they still got them up to I think like 7th or 8th you know like they they still climbed that season when it all went wrong so there you go just one last thing before we take a break because it it just triggered me and I I showed it to Em and I was like trying to explain and she and her response was what was the point of that and I was like exactly exactly you don't even like football and you get it Enzo Fernandez signed another year extension so just to make his 8.5 year contract 9.5 years again like what what's the point of that so they they've obviously given him more money yeah immediately and locked it in for nine and a half years it actually it's astonishing I reckon it's I just, like an apology I reckon the owners are like, look, Enzo, I promise, like, it wasn't meant to go this way. Like, I keep the faith. We're going to pay you an extra fifty k more a week. Put another I just year. Can't on understand it. it. I just can't understand it. The only way that it makes sense is if they basically forced it and there's a release clause in there or something. I don't know. I it's can't imagine you do that for a player you've signed three months and he's your marquee player. Do you know what I mean? But then none of the stuff that they've done is is conventional so it's just impossible to say mate but yeah it is a bit sus that I don't know I don't know what Enzo's doing to be honest after being there for three months yeah, <laughs> get me out want. I, don't, well, I suppose it's irrelevant at this point eight and a half years nine and a half years who fucking cares anymore honestly it feels you, like a prison sentence life. doesn't it yeah, yeah. yeah it actually life. does it's nuts <laughs> crazy alright well there you go that was that was enjoyable yeah you feel better I feel better just nailing Chelsea because I'm trying to deflect this episode I don't know if you guys can tell but there you go <laughs> we'll be back and then we'll do the rest welcome back to From the Backseat Football Podcast and I think maybe our favourite manager right now Oh yeah. Aston Villa 3 Newcastle United nil. Unai Emery this is very big this is very 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 big for Aston Villa and for him massive and you know Hugh put it on Twitter on Saturday part jest part not jest not jesting genuine manager of the season contender now and when you really think about all the cliches oh it's really hard to join a team without pre-season you know coming into like a team that's struggling dressing rooms down that's what he did he came in to a team in the relegation zone and look at them now they have scored in every single game, 18 games in a row since he joined. Unbelievable. They are defensively solid. They are hard to beat. They are lethal in front of goal. And on current form, they're like the third best team. And they are now sixth, pushing Champions League top four places, having come from about 19th. It's insane. It's unbelievable. Not spoken about enough. It's actually unbelievable. And on top of all that, he's not a native speaker. And that was the whole reason that he got sacked the first time. So he's come in... He's obviously worked on his communication and he's just like galvanised every single person in their dressing room. And he's not even like, he's not even worried. Coutinho doesn't play anymore. He's not worried about any of that stuff. You know, it's not like he's spent loads of money either. He's just very sure of every single player. There is one player. Playing with genuine width. One player. There is one one player. I want to actually know. Who was on fire. One player that he brought in. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Watkins just yet. Really impressed me when I was watching him. Alex Moreno, the left back. And Unai Bai. Brilliant. 
he was brilliant just bombing forward I don't know Villa fans you can tell me if he's been doing that all season since he's come in but yeah he was fantastic and yeah I just I have nothing to add on what Jack said about United's performance so far 18 games and they've gone from what I think it was 17th up to 6th that is ridiculous yeah. that is ridiculous that it's scary and it, it is astonishing isn't it because yeah. that means with any with any team potentially they could have been lucky enough to get Unai Emery and he would have just elevated them you really see the difference between like top tier managers and lesser you know qualified managers don't you like imagine the job Unai could have been doing at Chelsea this whole time if they'd appointed him mm. he just wasn't a very yeah. sexy manager off post Arsenal yeah, it's unfair massively yeah. unfair and I'm glad he's given up opportunity I feel like him and Villa really suit each other into the ground to be honest with you Villa are quietly very ambitious and they're mm-hmm. not afraid to spend a lot of money either there's a there's the body of real potential there to actually be like a top six team for sure they've got it all going for them oh absolutely and it's just scary how much they destroyed Newcastle because Newcastle are the best team this season in terms of you know like punching above their weight maybe Arsenal but probably Newcastle and Villa just destroyed Destroyed them in a way that no one's done all season like Newcastle are really hard to score against they're really they're really strong and Villa not only scored three times they had a goal ruled out for offside they hit the post twice they absolutely battered Newcastle they did to the point where they almost embarrassed them from from the first whistle as well from the first Newcastle start to finish Eddie Howe said afterwards that you know he needs his players just to move on from this one because he didn't have an answer he has no explanation for what happened out there they just got out four and out four and it's a, a real testament to to Aston Villa, and no no, no one man repre- represents this. Wow, well, this this absolute rise of Villa. Then Ollie Watkins, unbelievable yeah. facts. Unbelievable. Twelve goals in his last eleven games now. The most informed English player, mm, probably. Probably. So the only other people that come to mind are Grealish and very recently John Stones. Mm. But over the last few months, Ollie Watkins is. He's hot. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of a young Harry Kane. His his style is very similar to Harry Kane in that he can find the goal from any angle. His his second goal where his back's to the goal and he manages to you know do a full three sixty turn and then put it through Dan Burns' legs and past Pope. It's very Harry Kane esque, you know. Just finds the goal no matter what. It's not exactly pretty. He's not the prettiest of strikers, is he? He's not the fastest. He's very strong. He's bloody effective, isn't he, Ollie Watkins? I am actually. I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty sure this is just a really purple patch. No, but he had a purple I remember patch him being last absolutely season. diabolical at finishing at one point. In fact, for half the season. Yeah, but are we can I'm just put not that on sure. Gerard Ball, I'm, I reckon. Potentially, and I do like to see it, but I'm just going to say that whatever Almiron had cooking, Rashford stole it, and now Watkins has stolen it from Rashford. There's just something. There's something going on where at some point each player is just picking it up and just can't stop scoring there's inevitably going to be dips but remember when he first came in under Dean Smith he actually flourished for a bit I just think there is a goal scorer in there and they're a very big rarity these days these out and out strikers and I think the difference that Unai's done is he's just like stop fucking dropping deep just stay up there and he's just he's just reaping the rewards isn't he yeah he's got the midfield buzzing around him I think Buendia the introduction of Buendia finally after about a year of having him has really made a difference as mm. well like the Coutinho experiment was a failure but Buendia has always been underrated like do you remember when he was at Norwich and he was like the highest chance creator yeah like he makes things happen if you give him well we almost signed him instead of Odegaard that's how highly rated we found him so yeah so 
I think a lot of credit probably behind the scenes should go to Buendia as well. He's probably creating a lot of space. I haven't analysed it enough to really know, but that's my that's my theory. It's just a very fun team to watch. And everyone's kind of pitching it at the moment. But let's move on to Newcastle before we move on. I'd say it's a blip. I think because the teams around them, bar Manchester United perhaps, are in pretty shaky... And Aston Villa now, actually. Um, mm. But everyone else is in pretty ropey form, isn't it? There's still quite a bit... Well, you yeah, say I don't that, know, actually looking at but that. But when you actually look at the table, the three teams above them are in good form. And the three teams below them are in good form, bar Newcastle. Oh no, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Let's just. I enjoy think they're the fine. Ride. I'm pretty sure it's a blip. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to win their next game because Isaac is a really good player, and they've been pretty immense all season. They just got battered today, and you know what? Sometimes good teams get battered by Aston Villa. It's, it happens. It happens, and it's happened. It happens. You know, no shame in it. Nope. They're a very nope. dangerous team sometimes. I agree. I agree. And it was a great game. So, well done, Villa. Well done, Unai. He's going to take that back to the moon and he's going to plan his next his next scheme. Anyway, moving on. Everton won. Fulham free. Everton in the mud. It's over. Back in the mud, yeah. The Sean Dyche bounce is over. It was good, though. It was, it good. was a good bounce. It wasn't, actually. It lasted about five <laughs> It wasn't games. even five games. It was two games. <laughs> They beat us. That was the bounce. They beat Arsenal. They won. I think, yeah, I think he had two wins out of three. Which, when you actually look at their points total, 27, that's a hefty old chunk. Yeah. Of that points total. Still doesn't doesn't look good because the teams around them are... That's like 22% of all their points he got in that bounce. (laughs) That's actually nuts. That's how bad Everton have been this season. And they're (laughs) in real danger of going down here. Real danger. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling a little less confident now because I really thought Fulham were on the beach and I thought this would be an easy one. Four losses in a row for Fulham. I thought, yeah. Deutsch Masterclass coming in. And you know, Everton did their bit. They scored their one goal like they always do, but they've forgotten how to defend again and that's not good. That's very bad. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's just looking bad. And the problem with Deutsch boys is it's all founded upon, you know, getting a goal and then shutting up shop. And if if Fulham are putting three in your backyard... It's, it's not a good look, is it? No. Fact, Let me ask you a question, though. At what point do you think Jordan Pickford is actually a big part of the problem? Because I, <laughs> I felt underwhelmed by him in this game. And I I don't still know if he's a good goalie or not. He doesn't have a lot of the things that you'd want, but he's very shouty and he does a lot of acrobatic <laughs> saves. A bit like Aaron Ramsey, actually. Not Aaron Ramsey. Uh, Ramsdale, to be No, honest. Ramsdale's They're, good, like, mate. Yeah, but... You don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I ever feel hundred percent safe with Pickford <coughs> in that goal. In the way that, like, obviously it's not a fair comparison, but like Allison or like Courtois, or just like you know, they just have that that thing about them. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I thinking, don't know where this Pickford hates come from. I don't think he's that bad. And I, I certainly don't think he's the problem at Everton. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't I, think honestly, he's the sure. problem, mate. He, I think he he could be a problem, but admittedly, the problems are at the other side. Of the <laughs> I was going to say they got more problems none, than Pickford, none more so than Neil Mope. Look, this 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 shows the theory that all players look better in Brighton because how on earth Brighton have got fifteen yeah. or eighteen mil from Everton for Neil Mope is actually astonishing. He is so shit. <laughs> Like you know, some there's some strikers that don't score, and you're like, okay, you'll allow it. Like Welbeck, yeah, you know, you kind of like, Neil Mopey doesn't do anything. As no, far as I can tell this no. good anymore. It's just a little dickhead. He's isn't a he? non-goal scoring, non-contributing striker. He's just like 
he's just shit. He was like, like who would take they him? did not need him. I don't know. Everton always gambled no. when they didn't replace Anthony Gordon with the money as well, but we know that they're broke, so they probably just swallowed that. And yeah, I don't know. DCL's just been not there this season and completely out of the do reckoning. Think, do you think this is the end of DCL? Because he's been pretty, pretty gone for like pretty worried. What, yeah, months? Like twelve months now. Last legs, isn't it? And even when he plays, he doesn't look very good. Might be the end. I mean, someone will take a punt at him if Everton go down for sure, because they'll be selling like a fire sale, but. Is he going to be the player that we thought he was contesting for an England spot? Currently, absolutely not. He's nowhere near. And I really worry for them. I, I worry that if Everton go down, they're going to be one of those clubs that don't immediately bounce back up because they're so financially mismanaged. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a recipe have, for disaster, them going down. Yeah, I don't know what happens, but I mean, that whole new stadium is going to have to get binned and that's a lot of money that's just gone down the drain. I imagine that there's a lot of debt because they had a Russian owner as well, mm-hmm. didn't they? So that all that money's gone. Sponsorship's going to go down significantly. No one's going to want to buy their players apart from Onana and maybe Pickford. Yeah, no, it's it's just a, it's awful. It's a mess. It's a mess. If they go down, they are going down hard for a long time. I think. I think so personally, and that'd be a real shame because I think Everton are one of the only clubs that have never actually been relegated from the top league. So it'd be a, I think so too, a yeah. seismic moment should the Blues go down. The thing is, you look at their games, and I've got it here. I've got Palace away. That used to be an easy game. Not anymore, mate. Uncle Roy's going to absolutely destroy them. <laughs> Newcastle at home, Leicester away, Brighton, City, Wolves, Bournemouth. Of those, it's just Leicester away, isn't it? Yeah. That's the only one where you're like, there's points there. Or hope that Wolves and Bournemouth are on the beach by that point. Nah, I reckon Deitch Masterclass 2 1 versus City. Hand Arsenal the title, I reckon. I reckon you can do it, lads. Oh, I can see that. Damari Gray double. Damari totally Gray double. Two shots, two goals. Yeah, 38 shots against, two shots yeah, for. Yeah, two one win. Haaland, you know, hits like. The thing, eight times. it's not possible with Haaland anymore now. I know. It's not possible to get those results. It's not even, yeah. It used, to be, it used to be possible. No, okay, don't depress me. Let's just move on. Nottingham Forest, zero. Um, Manchester United, yes, I know. Oh. We forgot Fulham, but it doesn't matter. Sorry, Fulham. You guys will be fine. <laughs> Okay, I'll crowbar into the next one. <laughs> Too late. Uh, yeah, a uh, goal assist for Anthony. I think that's the main talking point from this one. Does it justify 100 mil? You tell me. You tell me. Well, I'm glad you asked you, because I, th- I have a question for you, and I was going to bring this up in the last game, but it ties in very nicely. I forgot Harry Wilson was a footballer, because obviously he was at Liverpool and he spent a long time there. Is This is my hot take. I think that Anthony might just be a Brazilian overhyped Harry Wilson. And I'm I'm honestly don't think I'm that wrong. Because what does Harry Wilson do? He's left footed and he scores baggers. But that's basically it. And what does Anthony do? The same thing. They just cut in and they shoot. Yeah, it's But true. one costs hundred mil and one costs fifteen mil. But what is the difference, really? Like that was Anthony's first goal since September. There's a massive difference, Jack. A massive difference that you're overlooking. Anthony Price. can spin 360 degrees <laughs> with a ball at his feet. So yes. Well, he used to be able to. He seems to have lost that ability Well, now. you know, Ten Hag's just absolutely just locked him in the locker room yeah. by himself, being like, if you Smacked ever out, embarrass yeah. me with that bullshit <laughs> again, Anthony, I swear to God, mate. This is not Ajax, mate. So, yes, Jack, in answer to your question, there's a massive difference and therefore he's worth about 70 million more. And yes, That's no, no one's going to question it. <laughs> <laughs> they're the same player they're the same player listener oh, that's what I think 
fair. One of them is Brazilian, one of them's Welsh, and that's why there's a big difference in price. I'm glad that you brought up Harry Maguire's challenge on Owen E because that was hilarious, and it's just Maguire can't help himself. It, he's a walking, he's a walking loose cannon. <laughs> he's he's unbelievably bad. Like, and do you know what I like the most? Like, he's DDT's Owen E. It's it is brutal. He's literally just got him in a headlock and just thrown him onto the floor. He has the audacity to pretend like that didn't just happen. <laughs> like to actually try and pretend like that didn't happen in the era of like VAR. He has the audacity to go, me? What? I just don't he, think he has like the capability it. to even. Oh, I just, I just know if he can conceive what he's doing sometimes. Because every time he speaks, there's an arrogance to Harry Maguire that I absolutely despise. He's just got no right mm. to be this arrogant. It just, oh, I just hate this man. Oh, this man has got to end. He is. I want so him no terrible. more. Just can't deal with him. He's so terrible. At he will cost you nine points. This until the end. Of to the be honest, there was a there was a handball, a Harry Maguire handball in this game, and I don't really know why it wasn't given as a penalty. If I'm honest, they've cooled down on the handball penalties I mean, now. It's noticeable, isn't it? Yeah, maybe maybe you've got some sort of theory over why referees didn't give a, a penalty to a Manchester-based club. You know? oh, I'm glad. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> Absolutely so, true. Know, that theory is gaining evidence. Sickening how it's many referees evidence. come from Greater Manchester. Honestly, guys, we need to write more about this. It's not right. Why are Londoners not into officiating? Guys, fucking get into it, man, because this is, this is a joke. Lee Mason, if you're listening, it's your fault, mate. You fucking wanker. But anyway. <laughs> that was the moment it all fell apart for Arsenal. <laughs> Lee fucking Mason cost Lee us his title. Twice. But there you go. Whatever, Lee. Hope you enjoy retirement, you bald fuck. Uh, Nottingham Forest. You reckon they're going to go down? I don't even know why I ask these questions. We ask this every time they lose. And then it's just yeah, pointless. I mean, it's just it's just it's just to fill the fill the time, isn't it? I mean, what's the point otherwise of, of doing any of this? Five losses <laughs> in six games. That's bad. Their away form is dirt. It's honestly unbelievably bad. And I've looked at their last seven games, and the only ones that I can see that are winnable. Are Chelsea away? No offense, Chelsea, but that is a winnable mm-hmm. game. And Southampton at home. So, oh. on the basis of that, that puts them on thirty-three points. Will that be enough to survive? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like thirty-five to forty is the benchmark to put yourself in contention. Yeah. Safe. Um, so say, I though. think they might be done. And if they do go down, what do you think about Brennan Johnson? Oh, Seems yeah. like Sign a him player up. ripe for a transfer. Sign him up. Just don't go to Tottenham. Brendan. Where do you think? Where do you think he? Where do, you, where do you think realistically? Give me a logical transfer, Hugh. I don't know. He's just got Tottenham all over him. Just Tottenham all over him to like replace. Sons have Tottenham all over. Or you know, him. actually do what Richardson was meant to do. He just looks like a Tottenham player. I don't see Arsenal going in like for that. him. I think we're too stocked. I don't think Liverpool need any wingers. Chelsea certainly don't. I, mean, I think Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah, Newcastle would be a good shout. They they want a right winger. Newcastle would be a good shout. They wanted one for a while. Yeah, I knew. yeah. And he seems like an Eddie Howe kind of signing. You know, young, good at football, a winger. That's what Eddie Howe likes, isn't it? Something like that. I could see it. I could see it. I could see it. But isn't Anthony Gordon meant to be that winger? I don't know. Anthony Gordon's useless as well what a little wanker Anthony, Anthony Gordon's just just average he's just an average guy he's Jordan Ibe that's what I've decided 40 mil he's just Jordan Ibe and inflation has made him 40 mil instead of 15 mil oh I don't no I don't I'm going to get annoyed again right moving on 
Wolverhampton Wanderers 2 Brentford 0 Diego Costa gets his first goal since he returns to the Premier League oh, oh. he did it he did it he did he's it he's like he did it they said they said it couldn't be done but he did it Richarlison I mean, I think we are said you watching season. are you watching Richarlison that's so true <laughs> that's so true though for real Diego Costa was free and he was mm-hmm. fat as fuck mm-hmm. when he arrived <laughs> and he still has more goals than Richarlison that's shameful that is shameful Richarlison that's actually embarrassing like, it's this shocking, is literally a fat a fat Costa he didn't even play football for like a year because he got his contract terminated I think oh it's shameful it makes no sense but, does it know. it makes no sense what a goal nice little tap in really for Diego he did actually look very up for it after that I feel like uh, as you would his mood is entirely determined on how many goals he gets like he's he's maybe maybe he might have gone a little a little spree now of like another two goals in two games so this is a bit of a tangent I mean, that, that's do you know yeah. what Diego Costa's been up to since he left Chelsea? I have no idea. I know he went to Atletico for a bit. But I thought he'd retired. I can't believe he's back. I think he... I don't know what he's been up to. He, I mean, I don't want to speculate, but he was almost certainly just having the time of his life in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon he's just come for like a big payday? He's like, oh, running a bit late. I'd be smashing these funds a bit too much. Better go back to the <laughs> These Brazilian hookers are costing loads, man. (laughs) (laughs) This cocaine ain't cheap. (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't even surprise me. Who could really know, but nothing surprises me with Diego Costa. Mm. I'd like to see, I'd like to see a a film about his life. Wouldn't you? Should we try and get him on the pod? I'd like to see like a dramatised, I don't know, mate. We might not be able to air any more episodes afterwards. Be a highly redacted version, but... Mate, there's no harm in just asking the question. Big Diego, I'd love to. I'd love to hear what he has to say. Where's Diego? <laughs> it's gonna be. It's been boring since he left. He was. He was. Oh, he was such a good villain in the Premier League during his period. I remember he used yeah, to, well, he used to bully he, us so much. He was Arsenal's Arsenal's nemesis. <laughs> he literally ruined so many Arsenal uh, defenders' careers. He, he was brilliant. So many just average centre backs just got put to bed. He was so good at the dark arts. I remember once he stamped on Gabriel. A previous Gabriel that we had actually stamped to his toe and Gabriel actually got sent off and he just carried on <laughs> he's so cheeky he's so good he's so just cheeky pinching people pinching people under the arms and tell you what he wouldn't have had the career that he had if if he was playing during VAR he's one of those players that, that no. wouldn't have thrived he would have been sent off every other game like Luis Suarez as well that's very true that's really true and if he wasn't such a shithouse he would have had a very average career mm-hmm. potentially because his goal record is pretty bad mm. so it's the intangibles you know that he brings if you're going to be an average striker you might as well be a horrible bastard because you will have a much better career for it there you go you know that, that's what Ashley Barnes did I know he kind of and he's coming back he's coming back <laughs> <laughs> wait is he still at Burnley? he's coming back he's coming back I know. I was watching um, Burnley versus oh, Sheffield the other day, and I was like, "Oh no, he's still there. He's still there." He's I can't believe back. he's still there. I just, I just assumed they just got rid of any trace that Sean Dyche was ever there. No, he is you the know. one surviving bastion, and maybe the man that could have saved Everton's <laughs> since season. Had they, been. don't know why they didn't go for Ashley Barnes. Doesn't make any sense. So true. <coughs> Even emergency loan for Chris Wood, for God's sake. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Something. Anyway, that was a proper tangent. 
Um, yeah, I actually hmm, forgot what you were talking what about. Else happened? Versus Brentford. <laughs> Same. Um, Brentford. That's uh, that's uh, five games without a win now. Three losses in a row. After being on the long, long unbeaten run, longer than anyone else, they're just so beatable now. They're just chilling, um, isn't it? They're like, yeah, we got enough. That's just how it goes, isn't we got it? Enough. They they exerted so much into that whole run, and now they're just, just yeah, they lost that five percent. It's fair enough. Like, you I can't guess, hate. Yeah. They overperformed, and now they're just reverting to the mean. So, end of the day, their job is survival. That's everyone's job, apart from maybe eight clubs. Mm-hmm. Everyone's job is just survival. And if you get survival locked up in 31 games, then you deserve to have two mups chilling on the beach. If you're Brentford's owners, you'd be more than happy with mid-table. Mid-table security. Never been exactly. never been a question of whether you get relegated or not, and that's a great place to be as a club. Maybe it's part of the strat as well. As we head into the summer transfer window, everyone just chill out a bit so that people aren't so sure if they want to buy you. Mm. We keep our squad together, you know? Maybe. Transfers happen because of, you know momentum and form like oh, I don't know sell, someone sell Aston Villa and Brighton that because they're upsetting the status quo right now they really are they are they really they are. are guys do you mind like you, you're not owned by an oligarch you're like what are you doing like you shouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you being so good <laughs> yeah. they're making football look embarrassingly easy and I don't I don't like it um, yeah I can't say oh, I'm loving it no well actually I am loving it but obviously next season it could all change it could all change or we could be in the mud so I'll love it for the next seven games. Now, the final yeah. game of the season. <laughs> the final game of the season. <laughs> what? The final game of the season. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, final game of my season, because this, obviously this is the Arsenal choked it pod. Southampton nil, Crystal Palace 2. Roy does it again. It looks like the absolute masterclass from, from Crystal Palace owner right now. <laughs> I don't know what anyone was talking it's, about. It's a blinder. Honestly, Patty V, nice guy in that. But could you could you get three in a row? I don't think you could, bro. I don't think you could. Like, that's really impressive. No, he would have got points. But yeah, it is mad Like how this was like a team with no goals, no points all all of this kind of the year. And they just banged out nine goals and nine points in three games. Mate, it's not too late. It's crazy. Roy Hodgson for England manager. You heard it here first. It's never too late. Bring him Bring back. Bring him back. Mate, he's got he's got to get another year at Palace at this point. Like, Do you reckon that's what he's doing it? I he's feel just like absolutely smashing it. What could what could he possibly have done? Just trigger this. I guess it's the manager balance. I reckon it? I reckon he was retired and he was so bored that he's come back and he's not he's not that old Roy. He's not so concerned as before he just wants to have fun he wants to fill his day with good vibes and fun and winning mm. and he's just bringing out I mean it doesn't even make sense like how can Roy Hodgson relate to all of these like London based young footballers like Eze but honestly I feel like Roy Hodgson is his dad or like his adopted dad mm. because like Eze's got two goals and he's got three goals in two games first time he's ever scored in back to back games and you know it's Roy there's no other there's no other answer then Roy Hodgson and Eze are literally related they're like blood brothers I could, you, know? you know they just go for like a little picnic they go for a pint they're just they're just best friends I'll be honest I'm not an expert in either of their family lines but there are a couple of features that probably make it seem very unlikely that they are actually related no Hugh <laughs> open your mind they are blood brothers do you reckon then Roy <laughs> okay. Hodgson is just like you know, like that cool old teacher, the old boy who just represents a completely different time. There's, you've got no right to relate to you, but somehow 
he can just connect with I everyone in so. the squad. You think he's just one of them people? Because haven't haven't you ever had like a work colleague where you've got absolutely nothing in common and you're about thirty years apart, but you just you just vibe, you just get on with each other. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But it's, it's 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 interesting that he seems to be getting the whole squad to to get on board with it. That's just not one guy. You know what I think is the cause of this, right? Roy Hodgson's had a long, mm. storied career in football management. In fact, let me actually get you some dates because I actually think this could well be it. You know, he's been in football his whole life. Obviously, he was a pretty rubbish footballer. I mean, he's how, been long, across... how long has he been a football manager? Must be at least thirty-five years. Let's have a look. If not longer. Right. So he has been managing since nineteen seventy-six and pretty much managed without a gap. Maybe give or take six months in between jobs. Right, so this is what I think's happened. Bloody hell. I reckon he's finally retired and spent a bit of time with his wife, and now he's back. Now he's back. He's done about a year and a half with his yeah. wife, and he's what? No. I'd rather die in the dugout <laughs> than live here and listen to this for another second. I think that's what's happened. Do you know what I mean? I think you're right, to be honest. I think he's got so bored at home that he's like, oh, oh Sheila, not again. I really want this job. <laughs> It's, why do you think he took Watford? Why do you think he took? Why do you think he was so happy when Watford got relegated? He just don't care. It's just filled his time and get away from home life for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Roy is a boy's boy. So there you go. I think that's why. So you know, credit to his missus because he's really inspiring to do really well. He wants that extra year. He wants to die in that dugout. He wants to die at Senna's Park at this point. He he, he does. He, he wants it. He wants it. He's actually he's actually a legend. He's had such he a is, like such a weird like career. Like he was awful at Liverpool and he was pretty bad at England but at like 74 to 76 he's having such a renaissance again. And you just don't know what's going to happen anymore with him. Like I'm I'm rooting for him. Absolutely. Even though he bought Paul Kuczewski, I'm still rooting for him. I mean, his... I've let that go I have now. to say, his managerial career, it's, it's like a quiz. Some of the names in here, Inter Milan. Yeah, I know. He's like Grass, Grasshopper, Zurich. Switzerland for three years. <laughs> it's just like, this guy's done it all. Malmo. He's a man of culture. He's a man of culture. He doesn't say no. He, he can't say no to a job. So. And like, we look at Potter and we were like, oh, wow, he's managed in two different countries. Roy Hodgson's literally managed yeah, in every country, basically. Like he's actually a trailblazer. No one's even really done that since to that degree. No, no. I'm I'm actually looking at that, and I'm even more impressed. And Roy, everyone scoffed, everyone laughed. You can have your Nigel Farage moment in front of the EU Commission. Who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? You are the Don. You are. You are actually the Don. You should have got the Chelsea job, my man. Roy, you would have done a great job at Chelsea. Just go in there, smack some egos around. There you go. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And we, we... There you go. I mean, you know what? Sa- Palace good. Southampton bad. Southampton bad. Yeah, Southampton are down, Southampton right? Are down. We, Southampton I think we can down. agree. I think We don't need to cover anything else. They don't have... No. I look forward to seeing what happens with all their juicy young players. Because there's Benham Kotchap, there's Lavia. JWP's going to stay in the Prem, mate. He's too good to go down to Championship. How loyal is I look he? forward to seeing how it all plays out, though. There's a lot of, there's a lot of nice prospects there. Yes. I would honestly take all of them if I'm if I'm being really I think honest. Lavia, that's two midfielders I think we, and a centre back. I would take. We'd all four. take Lavia. Everyone's eyeing up Lavia like hello, son. <laughs> you can come with yeah. me. Bellum Kotchap, mate. I'd take yeah, him. True, Joel Massey. It's time to be phased out. James Ward Prowse. I'll take him in a heartbeat. Looking at the stinkiness of the Liverpool midfield, I'll take him all day long. There you go, Southampton give, fans. Give him that. Sorry. Give him, yeah. Sorry. We love raiding Southampton. This makes sense. Let's go back to what we're best at. 
And let's bring back Mane as well, because he's fallen out with everyone at Bayern. Bloody vultures. Bring back. Bloody vultures. Get your own ideas from your own fucking scouting team. Anyway, before we finish, I actually think we have a question, which is very exciting. So, Jack, take it away. I do have a question. Thank you very much, Will, from London, for writing in. And the question is, hi, guys. I'm enjoying the pod, but I want to ask about McAllister and where you think he's going to be next season. Do you want to take that one? I don't know. He's definitely going to leave. I would have said Chelsea, but it just seems like overkill at this point, so we can rule out Chelsea. Now, what's the quoted price? 60 to 75 mil? Something along them lines. How can you rule out Chelsea from any transfer? They've no, shown that they are not. Surely they can't just. They, they will not be ruled out. I mean, Chelsea, yeah, actually, if they make some departures, if Kovacic goes, Kante goes, Ruben Loftus cheek goes, Gallagher, actually, yeah. I mean, they've got to do a lot of clearing out. So. Gallagher goes, Mount goes. I mean, imagine yeah, maybe Chelsea. All of the good players. Maybe Chelsea. Maybe Chelsea. Oh, I really hate that narrative because that sounds exactly right. The inevitable transfer to Chelsea where he becomes terrible at football again just maybe like maybe United I just Peter can't Rail. see it though because they've got Ericsson they've got Casemiro and maybe 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 him to replace Sabitzer if they don't pick up Sabitzer I don't see FSG spending 60 to 75 mil on him if they're not going to spend 120 mil on I, personally as as a Liverpool fan I like him he looks good but I'm very conscious of buying from Brighton I don't remember any players leaving Brighton and being as good so far I think it might be a trick uh, Ben White Leandro Trossard mm, that's facts alright come to Liverpool I'm thing I'm is McAllister is quality so uh, there's no he question really he, he upgrades he on your on, on Cater and Thiago Thiago's current oh. format unfortunately Thiago you know yeah. dropped off a little bit I mean yeah and he did. He was part of the midfield that won the World Cup with uh, Enzo Fernandez so yeah. And he was the better midfielder. He hasn't agitated for a move with Brighton. He's been very respectful. There's never yeah. been any murmurings. When, you know, like it's not like Enzo Fernandez. It's not like Caicedo. You know, so he looks like a really good guy. And I think he want, I think he'll stay in the prem. I think he enjoys being in the prem personally. How could you not? If you're ginger and cool, he's suited to the prem. Exactly. He's born for this. Yeah. Born for this. He's probably walking around and he's just like having all I don't know like English snacks or whatever. And he's like, this feels right. Something inside mm. of me is saying yes. Imagine when he has an iron brew for the first time. <sighs> no, he probably just sees like he spots like a pint of Guinness. He's like, "Oh my god, like, what is this dark <laughs> drink that they drink?" <laughs> Why do I, I love the idea that over time, yeah, in like ten years' time, when he's winding down, he's just going to be sinking Guinnesses and just slowly, slowly adopt Scottish culture. Bad Mars bars. Thing is, beers, if you dropped him nuts. in Ireland or Scotland and you didn't open his mouth, yeah, it's an Irish dude. <laughs> it's just an Irish dude or a Gaelic dude. So yeah. Yeah. One of my favourite football manager regens in real life. So, Will, we didn't answer your question, but I'm going to say 80% Chelsea. Definitely staying in the Prem. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to say Man City, because they always ruin everything. Oh, yeah, Gundogan could be leaving, so yeah, fuck. But they're getting Bellingham, sorry, mate. And with that, it's the end. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> And this was the weekend when Arsenal bottled it. Oh, wow. You don't, you don't even put the dagger dagger through me like that. That was a bit unnecessary. So, it's just going to be a funeral from now on as the pods get sadder and sadder. Yeah. And that's why you should tune in next time and follow our socials because you can just slowly watch hope fade away from Hugh across the episodes. 
hope is and will he come back next season who knows well I'll tell you what I'll be coming back next season to uh, Arsenal's Champions League run I can't say the same about you and Liverpool but I hope you enjoy the Conference League mate if you make it <laughs> there's some really nice destinations on that I think you get to go to the uh, maybe, uh, maybe know, Latvia the Ooh. only Champions the only Champions League that we need is the one in our cabinet Ooh, ooh, she spiky. Living on former glories, are we? That says it all. We're going to wrap it up there. Of course. <laughs> I'm a Liverpool fan. <laughs> That's all I got. Who said Liverpool fans times. were the most unbearable, eh? Who said that? Oh, I don't know what they're talking about. They're very know. humble fans, I have to say. We're humble, open minded, good people. Do you know what Liverpool fans do have, though? Awful, awful podcasts. Oh. So, you know. There's a gap there for a Brian slash Liverpool slash Arsenal podcast in the future. <laughs> All right, guys. Which is basically what this is. We're going to take, we're gonna take this verbal jousting offline now. We're going to just wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Follow the socials, do the things, ask us questions. Can you rate us and on yeah, Spotify? If you want to send us questions, sorry, if you want to send us questions from the backseat football podcast at gmail.com, nice and concise. All right, well, just a huge, long, waffly name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck abbreviations, all right? It's just write it out in full. You'll never forget it. So, yeah, exactly. That was maybe one of the most roguish outros we've done. I <laughs> hope you've enjoyed it. Top three. Top three. There's been some rogue ones. We'll be back next week for the, oh, yeah. the next disappointment. See you later.